Happy Tuesday and welcome in Taylor Russolino. Taylor, how's it going today? Not too bad, not too bad. Thanks for having me on today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Where are you where are you coming in from? What state? Uh I'm out west in California. Oh, you got some nice weather right now, I'm guessing. Not too bad. I'd say low 70s, sun shining. Not too bad. Oh yeah, sounds beautiful. Down here in Mississippi, it just got kind of chilly. We kind of skipped fall. We went straight to winter, unfortunately. Right. I've been <laughs> yeah, there. Man. Yep. I see you're from around New Orleans area. Uh, you, you got some history down that way. Um, yeah, born and raised right there, right outside uh, right outside New Orleans and Metairie. And then, you know, spent four years in Mississippi and uh, in Jackson. So gotcha, you're gotcha. familiar with the, the crazy weather of the South. Yes, sir. Yep. Want to hear more about your past for sure, man, because you've got an extensive past in terms of where you played. Um, just looking and doing my research, I couldn't find anything like a legitimate, legitimate. I found some Wikipedia stuff and I'm thinking this is true. But I mean, you've played I mean, you've played everywhere from uh, New Orleans to China to Canada. I mean, you've got an extensive career. Yeah, I mean, from China, yeah, like you said, you know, international uh, you know, three or four months out in uh, China, bouncing around cities, playing in the Chinese Arena Football League. And then prior to that, I uh, had the opportunity to play in New Orleans for the hometown New Orleans voodoo of the AFL at the time, which was awesome. Just having some friends and family, you know, being local and playing for the hometown team. And that was early in my career. And then, you know, fast forward three or four years, had a couple stints up in Canada. So pretty well traveled so far. Yes, sir. Very seasoned. Right. And you can tell, especially last year playing in those games. I mean, you're a stud when it came to kicking field goals, man. Appreciate it. Uh, I got oh, a video man. here from the Voodoo back in 2014. I found on your YouTube. And I just wanted to play a little bit of it. <laughs> it's not the best quality, but it's just right. interesting to see, man. I mean, even it, it, it's funny how things go back around, I guess, uh, because I mean, the Voodoo were around for a little bit themselves. It wasn't like they were just really quick lived. Yeah, they had some good some good years in New Orleans. I mean, I remember going as a as a high school kid. I went to a few games, uh, and then fast forward years after that, you know, like I said, had the opportunity to play. But they were around for uh, quite some time. Right, the footage looks ancient, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little sideways. <laughs> right. That was uh that right there was very first game, game one, I believe, uh in Tampa. So it was cool. It was it's you know, arena football is is it builds consistency from a kicking standpoint, just kicking through obviously the skinnier uprights. Um fast game, but very fun. Oh man, it looks fun. And <laughs> like you said, I remember being a kid and hearing a lot about this. Never went to one when I was younger, but super interesting, dude, to see this. Where were where were y'all playing at right here? Do you remember? So this is that's the uh, Smoothie King Center where the where the Pelicans gotcha. play, and then uh you know the uh, the game prior to that was in Tampa Bay where uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning play, and you know s some of those cities, you know Tampa Bay and and Philadelphia Soul, you know they'd have packed arenas in you know Arizona. Um, so it was, it was an exciting league, and, and I do believe they're coming back next year. That the exact AFL. So, yes, we'll yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot. There's a, there's a few different arena, arena leagues popping right. up. So we'll see what happens, like you said. Yeah. Be, be curious to see where it, they take us. But, I mean, I'd love to watch this in New Orleans, dude. If I could go and just drive 40 minutes to watch this, oh, yeah. Give it to me all right. day. But yeah, man, I had to share that because I found yes. that. And I was like, man, I feel old now. Right. <laughs> That's a distant memory for me even at this point. You know, that was, I mean, I guess nine years ago. So at the very beginning of the journey. Now I want to talk more about you, man. I don't want to get into all the XFL uh, rumors and the USFL merge and all that good stuff. You know, I really want to just discuss a little bit more about you and I just featuring you. So I guess go ahead and roll into your background, man. Tell us where, how you're born and raised, how you got into playing football. I mean, just, just anything you want to share. Um. Yeah, I mean, like I had mentioned, you know, a few minutes ago, born and raised just outside New Orleans, uh, you know, grew up playing all the, you know, all, all the sports that that most kids play, baseball, soccer, basketball. Um, you know, soccer ended up being, you know, more of my primary sport as I began to go to, you know, teenage years and, uh, and all through, basically all through high school um, and didn't, you know, didn't really kick in high school. Um until the end of my senior year, but but yeah, soccer was mostly it, Uh, you know, was traveling around, you know, different parts of the South, Um, won a couple state championships on my team, had some best friends from that team that I'm still best, uh, best friends with today, which is pretty cool. So, um, you know, it kickstarted, like I said, that whole soccer aspect kickstarted football, which got a late start too, but um, basically 2006, senior season um the you know the high school football team needed a guy they took me out um as one of the stronger leg soccer guys to see if i was interested in kicking a football you know went on the football field during the middle of a like a wednesday um pe class and ended up showing the ability to kick a football didn't really know much of the technique or or the steps but you know was definitely showing leg strength and it was putting the ball through the uprights you know from you know from a good distance so you know, that showed promise, but obviously at that point it was like, all right, well, if I'm going to do this at any level, whether it was that next week in high school or, or whatever, you know, I needed to get a little bit of coaching, but, um, so made that transition and ended up playing, you know, really just two games in high school. Wow. One game where I had one field goal, uh, it was two seconds left and I, it was a, a 41 yarder and in high school, you know, the uprights are pretty short. Um, so I kicked it actually from the right hash over the left upright. The whole stadium thought it was good. And then unfortunately the refs, they, they even hesitated, but they ended up calling the kick no good. Um, and, and that right there, just having that in game moment, you know, 41 yard field going high school. And, you know, like I said, I, I crushed the ball, but just, just missed slightly. But that right there just showed me that this is, this is something I, I feel like I could do. Um, and then after that, ended up playing in one more game with a bunch of uh kicked a bunch of extra points in one game and then the the typical or the starting kicker had come back and then just kind of you know did some practice reps for the remainder of the season um and then went to a high basically what football season ends in you know say December um kind of right when you know most high schools have Christmas break so at that point I went to a Ray Guy camp in Mississippi um down at Southern Miss during Christmas break and ended up, you know, ended up competing and, and showing my talents amongst some of the best, you know, I guess you could say local kickers, you know, from Mississippi, Louisiana, kind of more the South region. 
And at that point, it was really like, okay, I can compete and beat, you know, and hang with, you know, with, with most of these guys. So, you know, following that, it was kind of a decision. Um, I, I certainly wanted to play sports in college, just wasn't sure. Well, I guess now it was kind of like, you know, do I want to pursue soccer, which was what I've been pursuing, you know, most of my life, or do I want to make that transition into football? Um, and then with some different, you know, with some influences, you know, there at the high school and, uh, and some decisions that had to be made eventually, you know, football ended up being the ultimate, you know, the ultimate, you know, decision and ended up having a few small schools. And, you know, that's kind of how I ended up at Millsaps had, you know, pretty decent grades, but didn't really have any opportunity to go to a large school. Cause I would have had to, you know, a, I had no game film, not really any experience. And then, you know, would have then had to compete against most of most guys who have two or three years of high school experience. So, so I ended up going to, you know, Millsaps College. And then after the first two quarters of the first game, my freshman year, I did not play. But that third quarter rolled around in the first game and then never looked back. Ended up playing, you know, every single game from from that half of football to four straight years. Uh, so that's when I really got my first my first real start. And, and that's when I was really able to, you know, really see what it was like, A, to play football, B, to kick a football in a game and then C, you know, play at the college level, which was really cool. So, so it's been quite a journey since, you know, since those soccer days and, and here I am, you know, 2023, you know, still doing it and, and, and my eyes, you know, far from done. So. Understood. What made you start? I mean, want to do professionally to play professionally. I mean, I'm sure you had some kind of education. You could have, did you just decide you were doing something professional? Yeah. Well, I mean, in the middle, so in the kicking world, it's a, it's a small community. Um, and at that time I would, I would go up uh, in the middle of July, you know, say a few weeks before college training camp would start. And I'd go up to Wisconsin for um, a Coles kicking camp that basically encompassed most of the top division one and, you know, most of the better college kickers in the country. And I'd go spend a few days up there and again, I was I was at a level where I was feeling I could compete with, you know, a lot of these guys. And and if I can at this moment, I mean, I know it a little bit of work and, and my potential talent that that I certainly could get to that level. Um, you know, so after after seeing success, you know, my sophomore year in college, junior, senior year, um, you know, I, I was, you know, I knew the teams like the voodoo were around. I knew there was arena leagues. I wasn't just like, you know, I'm going to make the NFL next year. Like I knew coming from, you know, a division three school, limited high school experience, you know, I I was going to have to put in the work to really, you know, to really make it, you know, at some level. Um, So, you know, I made that decision after senior season that look, you know, I I had the support system of, of my family. It was, you know, which is awesome. And then, you know, was able to really give it a shot, focus on training, you know, really prioritize football and, uh, and, you know, in doing that, you know, it, it, each, each year from then to now, I've, I've just believed, you know, I can do this at that level and, and I'm going to do what it takes, you know, to get to that level. So, so once I saw that initial spark, it, there's just been something that's like, look, you know, you got what it takes, you know, you have to face some obstacles, but you got what it takes to get there. So what year did you graduate college? What what year was that? 2011. Gotcha. So then you started playing professionally in 2013. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, 2013. Uh, 
you know, it was a, a basically an arena two team, you can say the, uh, the Marion blue racers. I was out at a combine in Arizona at a free agent combine. Uh, and it was having lunch after that. And then ended up getting a call from my current agent saying, you know, I have an arena team that wants to sign you, bring you on and, and fly you there next week. So ended up flying to Ohio two weeks later. Um, and that was the beginning of it, man. And that was, that was quite, you know, quite a, a journey in itself, you know, being up there, I was probably up there for like 10 weeks, maybe eight to 10 weeks. You know, they had played a few games and they called me in to come maybe mid to end season. Um, and again, that was, that experience in itself was awesome. Just getting the feel for, you know, being out on my own, you know, a getting a game check, you know, granted wasn't much, but still pretty cool seeing, you know, I just played a game on Saturday and then Tuesday morning, you know, I'm getting money for it, which was pretty <laughs> cool. So, um, and you know, that was, you know, the, the, the most basic, I guess, arena football. And at that level, I mean, I, I was standing out, you know, each game, just kicking the ball through the uprights from kickoffs, which they do call like a Uno, which is a pretty cool aspect of the game. Um, so, yeah, that was journey number one, 2013, uh, the Marion Blue Racers of the CIFL, which I, I do not think is around anymore, but. <laughs> yeah, they go long gone. Yeah. <laughs> that I know they, of. They blended in. There's there's handfuls of them. So There's some that are locally run, whether it be state, city, and they have little clubs. So, like you yeah. said, it may still be around, but it may just not be. Yeah, I still uh, keep in touch with the coach. pretty cool. You know, that is head, neat. Yeah, the head coach was always super nice to me. Great guy. I mean, gave me my first opportunity, and you know, he still touches base with me here today. So, it's a good start. So, next up, you wound up in New Orleans, and that was where you're with the Voodoo. Yep, that was uh, and like I said earlier, just just being home, you know, being with the home team and having the opportunity to play. I mean, my house is, you know, maybe seven or eight minutes from that, you know smoothie king center so just having my friends and family there was awesome unfortunately that was cut short due to an injury um i had a shoulder injury i got it was like week five on a kickoff got totally cheap shotted into the wall um, mm. separated my shoulder um so i had surgery two weeks after that was put on the arena football league injured reserve for like 12 weeks and then uh and then just you know so that was just another obstacle like all right well now i got to recover from this you know what's next so then you know but i ended up recovering i mean shoulder you don't really need your shoulder to kick so that healed up pretty quick and then and then i hit the ground running um but the new orleans voodoo was extremely fun very talented team too we had some we had some studs on that team from what i remember a couple of receivers quarterback so understood yeah, I figured being that that's close to home, that was going to be probably one of your favorites from from your history. It will, yeah, it was. It was having friends and family with signs, and I mean, you can hear everything. So it's like, you know, if I'm out there, you can hear, you know. So that was cool having them be like basically right on top of you too. So the next few years, and this is where I mean, you, you'll have to walk me through it a little bit. We got Shanghai. You got Montreal, you got BC. I mean, what? Tell me more about these three locations and then just kind of how that ended up. Yeah. It, the, uh, so the Shanghai thing basically, you know, it, it, that was like 2014, 2015. 
um, stints with the New Orleans Voodoo. And then 2016, every, you know, most of the Arena Football League guys in the AFL, um, you know, there was there was rumors going around that they were going to start, you know, the CAFL, the Chinese Arena Football League. Over in China, they were going to take, you know, a handful of the American guys, a couple of the coaches, you know, two big name arena coaches at the time, uh, Derek Stingley, Jr., uh, Derek Stingley and then Clint Dozell, um, who had, you know, both careers in the arena league, but then uh, at the time were great coaches, you know, and then it was spearheaded by Ron Jaworski, you know, the big ESPN guy, who, you know, was affiliated with Philadelphia sports guru with, you know, Clint Dozell. So, they took a handful of arena guys over there from the States, you know, work something out with the, you know, with the Chinese to where, you know, each team, I guess an arena, you maybe have 25 players. Um, so each roster, there were eight teams, each roster had like six or seven Chinese players. And then you had about 16, 17, 18 Americans. Uh, and then I was, I was drafted into that, into that league by Shanghai, went over there, um, had a great team, ended up getting upset in the playoffs, uh, but ended up being kicker kicker of the year, uh, made the wow. CFL dream team. And it was really cool just, you know, in, you know, putting ourselves, you know, as Americans at that time into that culture and, and seeing, you know, seeing every different city. We basically we would travel and play as an organization. Um, so like the first week of games was in Beijing. There'd be there'd be four games, you know, eight teams. So there'd be four games, two teams playing each other. And then the following week, we would travel to say Shanghai. And then, you know, the following week, Guangzhou. So we would travel and play as an organization, which was also cool because it allowed us as players and coaches, you know, not just from our team, but as a whole league to kind of build relationships. So I mean, there's, you know, there was a hundred plus guys that, that I'd be able to, you know, build friendships with throughout that process. Um and the fans loved it. I mean, again, we played in basketball style arenas similar to the, you know, here in the States. Um, they had a bunch of arenas designed for the Olympics when they had, you know, the Olympics back in Beijing and all that. Uh, and, and they would pack these these arenas out. And it was funny because I, I've told this story a handful of times, but one of the one of the coolest parts of the game to the Chinese people who I, I'm assuming had a pretty, you know, a, a pretty lack of understanding for the American football game in itself. But the thing they enjoyed the most was the kickoff. So when that ball was in the air for say, you know, four seconds, you know, you would hear the whole crowd kind of like doing an ooh or an, an ah or something. So so that was cool for me. You know, every time I touch the ball, it's like everyone's kind of focused because they they know what was about to happen, you know. Um, I'll pay to see that. That sounds right. Awesome. <laughs> it was cool. They had they had cheerleaders out there. I mean they had I mean, they had commentators, you know, both American and then followed it up by the Chinese commentary. It, it was it was entertainment. It was they did a great job with the league. Um, they treated us great. We got paid pretty well. We stayed in nice hotel. It was it was an experience. You know, obviously, I'll, I'll never forget that. And it was it was, again, just another step in that journey of football that, you know, here I am at this time. Let's see where I'm going next year, you know, and, and enjoy it where I was now. But. It was fun. Very thankful for that opportunity. So what uh, did it end? And that's kind of why you had to go to Canada or did you just choose to go to Canada? No. Well, I mean, we're going from the arena league to the CFL, you know, in my eyes and, and a lot of guys is probably just, you know, it's a step up. So for sure. For sure. That's why. I so, but the, uh, 
the Chinese Arena League did only last that one year. So it's it kind of it was 2016 and then never, never happened. So it was kind of a one and done type thing. Um, and then, and then following that year was kind of, you know, it, a lot of free agents typically around March and April, you attend a combine. Um, there's a couple of them, you know, and, and when you go to these combines, you're competing against the other, you know, 20 to 30 best free agents in the country. And, and at those combines, you have scouts, you know, NFL, CFL, all that. Um, so I would, you know, almost each year I would be at these combines and I would make myself at the top or get closer to the top each and every year. Um, and then so 2017 had went to one um, and did well and then, you know, had the opportunity at the end of that 2017 season to get a call up from Montreal Alouettes um, and then finished out there playing just a couple games. Um, and then actually ended up, you know, well, I went up there to punt and kick. So, um which is, you know, something I, I, I did punt in college, but it was more, you know, I could get the job done. Not like, you yeah. know, I'm, some, I'm not a professional level punter, I believe, but, you know, I was able to get the job done in the, in, in college and then was able to take that to those two games in Canada. Cause I think I punted, I think I punted 19 times and the two games I played, <laughs> it was about 20 degrees. It was cold. It was windy. Um, you know, so so it was cool to have the opportunity, though, at that level, you know, to kick field goals, kick off and punt. So so that was really neat. Um, and then so that was 2017. And then at that time, I was I was offered a two year contract at, at the final game for the Alouettes. Um, the GM sat me down. They wanted they wanted to lock me in. And at that time, I had declined in hopes of getting, you know, the NFL looks now. I wanted I wanted to keep pursuing my ultimate goal. And uh, and it was it was that next, you know, a couple months later where I had my first NFL workout um, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So at that point, I was like, look, here's another step. You know, each year, each six months, you know, something's something's happening. So I was always headed in the right direction, you know, which still to this day is what's keeping me going. It's like it's like I'm on the half inch line is kind of what I say sometimes. Um you know, so so the CFL was great. Just getting used to that weather. I mean, they pack in those stadiums. My first game was at Saskatchewan. I mean, I don't think there was an empty seat. I mean, they were yelling my name. They, they knew more information about me than I had ever seen a team find out in four days. You know, <laughs> it's a long season up there, too. Isn't it? it is. Yeah, it was, it's brutal for those guys. But it, it's a it's a hell of a game. I, I love the game itself up there. It's fast and, and they're diehard. So. The CFL, is, it's a good one. Yeah, I don't take nothing from them. I just don't. I mean, I've got my own to do, you know. Right, if I had right. more time, I would be a fan for sure. Yeah. Can only do so much football. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, man. So, after that, then we get started in the XFL realm of things. Yep, yep. Um, got started with the Battle Hawks. Uh, right. You can tell us more about that. I do have a question, though, after you get done. Because, I, honestly, I just want to know. As you're speaking, just tell us what's some differences in playing in that the 2020 Battle Hawks compared to now for the Renegades. I mean, I mean, I'm sure the the obvious thing is just that fan base. You know, being, I mean, Battle <laughs> Hawk Nation is is it speaks for itself. I mean, from there, you know, I think they broke a record each each game they were playing. It was they were breaking every single attendance record. You know, for the for any spring football league in history. So. Uh, yeah, it's legit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that city, 
that city a loves sports and then b obviously they love football so it was it was an honor getting to represent st louis for those you know those five or six games um treated me great and obviously it's it was nice to have success so it was i absolutely adored my time in st louis yeah it was a good time i was uh i was present for three out of those five games i think you guys had in total nice hell yeah the first one was actually in uh what was it dallas then the dallas renegades then yep yeah first one was away at yep. played at choctaw um and then, and I think we went home for the next two, maybe. But yeah, yep, yep. It came yep. and went too quick, man. It, too Agreed. quick. They pulled that plug on us, right? No, I mean, obviously, no one expected any of that coming. But yeah, yeah, dude, it was unfortunate because I mean, wow, we were all just the, the fans, the players, everybody, man. It was, we were in it yep. for sure. We were, yeah, it was. It was fun. So hopefully, yep. they can just keep that going. But whatever league it is. Hopefully the Battle Hawks are, are forever. <laughs> yeah, it should be. It'd be very right. disrespectful not to be at this point. I agree. So you come in for the Battle Hawks in 2020. COVID shits on that year, basically. I mean, that's that's right. gone with the wind. Uh, what what I guess kind of what was in your mind after that? What what did you what did you plan? What did you think? Well, I mean, at that point, I mean, obviously, you know, what they tell us two weeks to flatten mm-hmm. the curve. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was a two week vacation at that point. You know, kinda, <laughs> two weeks for everybody, brother. Right. Um, but obviously that changed real quick. Um, you know, but, but at that time, I mean, for me, you know, knowing the NFL was still going to get rolling, even with the COVID protocols. I mean, for me, it was, you know, build off the success that I was, I just had, I mean, very fresh XFL game film and, and build off of that and, and stay ready for, for any NFL opportunity that had come my way. Um, and then it did, I had, you know, I had a couple workouts, you know, pretty soon thereafter with the Detroit lions um, and then uh, Chicago bears as well. So it's, you know, it, it was nice to see that five game XFL success, you know, propel me into that NFL ranking again. But then I was like, man, I would have done, I would have done anything, you know, to get that that last five games of the XFL as well, you know, to show that, you know, just to build that that 10 game season compared to, you know, just five of those. Um, I'm going to play some footage in the background while you talk. Yeah, no worries. And then uh, and then, you know, after the after the first couple of workouts, you know, it was. I don't know, I want to say week 12 or week 13 of the season now. Um, and that's when I was sitting on the couch. Uh, back in New Orleans and had gotten the call from Denver. Um, and, you know, typically it's for, you know, when I get these calls, typically it's for a workout, you know, Hey, we're going to fly you in, you know, we're going to work you out the next day. Um, and then you're either, you're either signed or you're not. Um, but they had called me. They're like, look, we're, we're signing you, you know, we're signing you to the practice squad. We're going to fly you up here, you know, get your stuff a couple days and, uh, and you'll be here in Denver, go through the COVID protocol at the time, which was, you know, you have to spend five days away from away from the team or away from the facility before you could even sign. So, um, you know, I went up to Denver, sat in a hotel for five days, did the COVID test every single day, um, and then eventually signed that first contract um, to the practice squad, which which was a dream come true. I mean, it was it was it was real. It was one of the coolest, obviously, moments I ever 
you know, ever experienced. Uh, and it was funny because I say, I think I may be one of the only kickers or professional uh, NFL players ever to get a job off LinkedIn because, you know, the, <laughs> the pro personnel director was having trouble getting a hold of me, which in my case, I feel like I'm pretty easy to get a hold of, but he said he might something with my phone. And so he sent me a message on LinkedIn saying, Hey, we're trying to, we're trying to sign you the practice squad. Give me a call when you can. So, um, <laughs> you know, so that was basically had signed that first contract. It was, it was a testimony to, to years of ups and downs and, and uh, hard work. And, you know, by the grace of God was so thankful for that moment. So, uh, so yeah, spent a few weeks, uh, three or four weeks on the practice squad. Um, and it was odd because obviously, you know, like I said, it was COVID. So I wasn't really practicing with the team itself. I was practicing before the team practice, but with the special teams coach by myself. I mean, one-on-one. Interesting. Meeting. Yeah, me and Coach Tom McMahon each day. Um, you know, I'd basically meet him on the field for 45 minutes. We'd go through a whole kicking routine and then I'd go lift and then I'm, and then I'm home by noon, um, you know, away from the team itself. Um, and during those practices, I mean, each and every day I was I was impressing, you know, the coaches, Coach Tom McMahon. I was I was showing him that, hey, look, I belong in this league and I'm capable of of excelling and, and playing at this level. Um, and then it was what was it? Maybe week 15. Um, the current kicker, Brandon McMahon, has had contracted COVID. So I got a message like maybe that Tuesday night saying, or I don't even know if I got a message. I think someone sent it to me on Twitter saying McManus is out with COVID. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'm getting a call here any moment. It's and my then, time. And then it was, it was like, I was actually on a hike at the Red Rocks. Uh, it was our off day, you know, so I went and explored Colorado a little bit, was on a hike and had gotten that call saying, Hey, you're going this weekend, practice tomorrow, 7am, you know, see you there. And then, uh, and then went out to practice the next day. So, so that Wednesday was my first, even I had been there for five weeks, that Wednesday was my first day ever meeting the team, you know, wow. ever, ever really meeting, you know, coach Fangio and ever getting to, you know, to practice with my snapper and holder. Um, you know, I had met those guys in and out the cafeteria a couple of times, but never really got to work with them because they would, you know, they wanted to isolate me from the guys just in case the whole COVID. Um, so that Wednesday, go out there for my first ever NFL practice. Uh, and then, you know, did a live team p- uh, field goal period, which, you know, typically during field goal period, it's, you know, anywhere from six, eight, you know, to 10 kicks, you know, 10 being, you know, more, you know, on a lot kind of, you know, more of a, a, a good, good amount. So that day they gave me 10 field goals and I had arguably one of the best days of my life practicing. You know, this was my first day in the building, you know, some of the, you know, some of the players had been coming up to me saying, you know, just welcoming me to the team. And then I went out there and, and had a stellar day kicking, you know, hitting multiple 50 plus yard field goals with the snap and hold. And again, my very first day, um, even working with the operation. So, so that was encouraging myself. Um, and then went to, you know, at the end of practice, we did kickoffs. And I remember pu- putting four of the first five kick or four of the five kickoffs through the uprights. I mean, I was obviously pumped up, right? The ball goes a little further in Denver, uh, had some adrenaline going, and I was just – I was crushing the ball. Uh, and then Coach Fangio had brought me up uh, post-practice and kind of gave me a brief introduction in front of the team, 
saying, you know, if this kid kicks like he kicks, we like we just saw, this kid will be around for a while. So that was, again, that was one of those cooler days of my life that's extremely encouraging for me personally and then for me just just along my whole journey. Um, and then that week, you know, had one more practice with the team that next Thursday. Um, had had a, you know, was able to get in a few more reps. Um, and then the game was, it was a Saturday game um, during the day. And then, you know, I mean, most kickers, I'm pretty sure most would probably attest to this, but, you know, I'm checking the weather, seeing how the weather is going to be in Denver. Well, it's like Denver, you know, the city of Denver is under a wind advisory that day. And I'm just like, you know, for me, I'm, I'm thinking this can't be right, you know, but so anyways, you know, so we get out there Saturday and obviously I'm as amped up as can be first NFL game. You know, there's no, nobody in the stands though. Uh, you know, about maybe 5,000 South Park characters in the back. <laughs> That's where the cutouts were. Just yeah. kind of flapping around. Uh, the fake fan noise. Did it get right, you pumped? <laughs> right, right. Um, so we get out there. I mean, it's it's in the low 20s. It's cold. Sky's blue. Um, but, man, it was, uh, uh, you know, the wind and, and the weather that day was was crazy in regards to, you know, the, the uprights were swaying. I remember – Sam Martin, the punter, looking at me that day and being like, look, I've been in this league, I don't, you know, eight or nine years, and I've never seen anything like this, you know. So the wind was was wild. I mean, I'm, and warm-ups, you know, the, the other team's kicker and I are trying to, you know, play the ball left, right, you know, get it up out off the ground, you know, but trying to figure out the conditions for that day. So, so for me, it was like, all right, this is awesome, first NFL game, but then, like, I mean, come on. These are conditions I'm going to be. I'm going to be granted expert during, level difficulty. Yeah, during this opportunity. But hey, that's the NFL for you, you know. Yep. It, it, and I and I would like absolutely love that opportunity again. And I'll take that weather conditions any day, any time. Um, you know. And then the game didn't go as planned. Uh, it did end up scoring my first NFL point, which was a dream come true. Uh, so yeah, and then you know, spent a couple more weeks, and then the season was over. So for me, it was it was a an incredible, you know, six seven weeks of my life. Just a signing that first contract, and then b, you know, getting the opportunity to to make my NFL debut. You know, I believe I was the oldest kicker, rookie kicker ever. You know, at thirty one years old to make his debut. So if that's not a testimony to to my journey and uh, and the work I've put in, then then I don't know what is. So. So that was something I was, you know, super thankful for. Obviously, wish it would have went, you know, a little bit different in regards to the kicking outcome. But hey, you know, you win some, you lose some, and and those failures right there is what makes makes me who I am today, and has, and has what created, you know, that extra motivation, that extra, you know, has led to the success post that. So, so those those failures have have almost more learning learning points than than any success you may have. So. So in the end, you know, it, it's been good, but at the time it was a it was a rough pill rough pill to swallow at the moment. But yeah, so. I can't imagine, man. That's like you're at the top and got kicked back down a little bit. But right, that's a, right. That's a humbling experience for anyone. And yeah, it, it was, it was. But again, so thankful for that chance. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll never forget those uprights. I mean, looking at the uprights from the field level. I mean, one's going this way, one's that way. The, I mean, but what are you going to do? Middle of December in, in Denver, but. Yeah, I think I've been in, in Denver when you had some of that crazy weather in the past. 
It's not something that uh, it's unpredictable and it's wild for sure. Right. I know just being in Denver though, I went to a game back in 16, probably. Hell, it may have been 15. It may have been around the time you were in there, man. Uh, yeah. It, it was the year after COVID actually. Take yeah. That back. 2021. Yeah. 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 I was there 2020 and I mean, I was there January. So yeah, 2020 was when I was there and then, but were there fans in that next year, 2021? Can't yes, remember. but it was limited. Because, yep. you know, those Bronco games, man, they close off whole streets for people to just walk yeah. in. It's a, it's a different experience, even like being a Saints fan. I've been to a lot of games, but I went to a couple Broncos games where it's it's unreal. The, yeah. It's a, it's a, to me, it's a whole different world than yeah, New yeah. Orleans. Yeah, yeah, very different. I mean, beautiful stadium too, though. That Mile yes. High Stadium was, was something else. That was super cool. T- two days before, I got to go kick in it by myself. They let me go get a few reps in, and I had, I was on the fifty yard line, just soaking it in. There wasn't a, a single person around, uh, you know, just sitting there though for me getting some practice reps in, visualizing and seeing that big old horse up there it was cool. <laughs> Good times, man. I can't imagine. It, it's, right? it's awesome though, dude. That's it. Being so seasoned, you've just about seen it all. Uh, from what I'm gathering, I mean, you've done a lot. Been through, yeah. Work. I mean, been in seven or eight NFL buildings. You know, one contract. You know, uh, had two workouts. You know, this preseason with the Panthers, and then with the 49ers most recently, just you know, four or five weeks ago. Got you. So I've been I've been at it for a while, and and you know I. For me, it's, you know, I mean, any day I could get that phone call, which I do believe um, – I hope I get one this season. I do believe one will come. Um, so, we'll see, man. Foot's on the gas. I was out at the field earlier today, and the ball was flying. Dude, I've seen some of your videos. I mean, between – in my personal opinion, you look like you're in a hell of a lot better shape than what you were a few years ago. Uh, I've seen – Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm right where I want to be right now. So yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I can't – you know, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to just, you know, stay healthy and, and remain at the, at the elite. I mean, these are the best guys in the world I'm competing against. So, so you know, if you want to be at the top, you got to, you know, you got to do what it takes to, you know, to get there. So no doubt. It, it's awesome, dude, that you've worked your way up, though. And even now being in the XFL or what it's currently the XFL, you've got a championship on your belt, dude. And it, and it may be the only one that there is in right. the XFL. So that's an awesome feat in my opinion. Hell yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Since, so you joined back in with the Arlington Renegades. Did you, you went back through like a, a draft, correct? And they drafted you. Yep. Yeah. They did a draft. It was actually about a year ago. Uh, maybe to this date, October 17th, um, they did a draft, you know, based on the position groups and, and I was the first overall uh, player picked in the specialist portion. So I was the first kicker off the board uh, to Arlington Renegades. And, and it was cool to reunite with some of our former coaches, um, you know, a handful of former players from the battle Hawks that were now with the Renegades. So, so that was cool here. My name called, you know, just again, another opportunity that I was, you know, ready for anxious for um and very thankful for so yeah i mean coming in i remember speaking with you i was on the field at renegades 
at uh, Renegades at Houston when you are at the Roughnecks. Uh, that that yep. divisional we were in the playoff game. The playoff game. Yeah. I spoke to you on the field, but man, you were so dialed in. It was real windy, I believe. Yeah, I remember that. It was windy. That yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could tell you were focused, so I was like, man, I'm going to leave this dude alone. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think I had a couple field goals that game, too. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, the, that stadium is tricky down there in Houston. It gets yeah. – it kind of swirls around and – Yes. But, but yeah, I mean, it was – you know, it was a great – it was really cool seeing Luis Perez, our quarterback, you know, the day he came in, I don't know, what was it, week six or week seven – I mean, just seeing seeing how one guy can transform a locker room. I mean, it was incredible to see at the professional level. Um, I mean, everything you know, from staff to players to to the tempo of practice. You know, to staying before and after practice, seeing these. And for me, you know, as a kicker, I mean, I have the best perspective watching these guys work. I mean, these are some of the best in the world at what they do. So for me to get front row access to watching these guys day in and day out is a privilege, uh, you know, and, and watching him come in. I mean, our team, I mean, we were talented from from the first day one of training camp until the end. You know, we just had to put it all together. Agreed. You know, and when he came in, you know, it was it was something else. Each day we could see it. And I remember saying, you know, going into week seven or eight, like we have a shot like because obviously step one was getting into the playoffs. Uh, we got in with a little bit of help, you know, but once we got in, you know, it, it's a clean slate at that point. So it was, it was fun. It was a fun ride with this squad. Uh, some incredible guys on that team. And then obviously playing with Marquette again, you know, having him, mm-hmm. you know, the trust factor I have in him. I mean, I feel like I could blindfold myself and, and still make some kicks. So, <laughs> Yeah, he seems like a great character, man. <laughs> yep. Seems like one that keeps everybody going and then just represents what he does the best as well. Yep, yep. Very talented guy. I remember seeing him kick that punt and then run after it and be the first one there. Right. <laughs> I'll never forget that, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't happen often. <laughs> no, sir, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> so coming in that season, it was rough at first. Did you expect that you guys would come through and pull that championship? I mean, maybe through weeks four, five, six, probably not. Uh, But like I said, you know, the moment Luis stepped in there, I knew we had a chance. And I'm dead serious. Like, I remember telling my wife, telling some friends, like, hey, I know we're – I mean, I don't know, what were we, three and four maybe, four and four. I was like, look, if we can win a couple of these games and and get into the playoffs, you know – I'm pretty sure his first start may have been at DC in which we were damn near close to winning that one, you know, but even though with the loss, you know, we still showed, you know, everybody showed or saw what, you know, what we were capable of as a team and, uh, and the changes that were made, you know, with, with Luis now at the quarterback position. So, so I knew we had a chance and I'm serious. Like I knew something was different. We had, like I said, talented guys on offense, on defense. So, uh, so I knew, you know, if we could click it together one game at a time, one week at a time, that we had a shot. So it was really, really cool seeing it come to fruition and, and seeing that team come together, you know, weeks eight, nine, ten, and then carry that into the playoffs. So very fun ride. I'm all about the underdog awesome. story. 
Oh man, dude, I can't imagine. I bet you had some great practices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, he's kind of checking the clock about you know how much longer until it's tea time. But it was he. He's awesome to have out there. He's he's a leader. He's he's a commander in chief. He was he was fun, fun to, fun to be around. And you were with, back with Coach Hayes as well, right? That was yep. yep. So he he was the original head coach back in yep. St. Louis. Exactly. Yeah, but he was he was our offensive coordinator uh, back in Arlington. So, we had a fan question come through that it's a good time for this right now. So, what were the best stadiums and worst stadiums you played in, field wise and fan wise? So you can give like a top three if you want, maybe. I mean the best. I, I mean the best stadium is probably. I mean. I don't know what you call the St. Louis stadium, but you know, whatever that one is, 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 is awesome. Obviously the atmosphere, um, the crowd, the, you know, the noise, it it just has that feel of this is high level professional football. So the battle Hawk stadium is, is awesome. So Um, you would say in terms of actual field play, is that it's, it's awesome on that note as well. Cause yeah, I know, the surface, yeah, the surface was solid. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's a turf field. Um, it was, I, I do remember it being pretty soft, um, but not that many people were even can distinguish between, but yeah, I mean, this, you know, as far as how firm a field can be, but now the field, I mean, for me, the field was fine and it, it's, it was better than say, you know, Orlando. Um, that was a unique turf had wood chips mixed in it. Not something you see every day, but so, yeah. And then DC obviously is a phenomenal place to play uh, in, in a nice grass field, which is nice. If they would cut it a little more, it'd be real nice. <laughs> Got that soccer feels to it there. Yeah. The, did you guys go to Vegas? I can't remember. We never did. No. That's what we I was never, curious about. We never had to face that, you know, that <laughs> demon or whatever, but that didn't look too fun. No, sir, it didn't. I just wanted to ask because, from a kicking perspective, I know that's going to make a difference for you. Yes, it, yes, certainly. It, you know, and they kept getting rain, which I mean, it doesn't even rain in Vegas typically. And then all of a sudden, their two or three home games, they're facing you know funky weather. So that was something else they had to battle mixed in with the subpar field conditions. So, so yeah, we never had, we never had to go there, which was nice. I remember seeing. Um, DC, who was their kicker? Was it was it Daniel Whalen? Was that he was the punter? Yeah, and then Matt McCrane, the kicker. I remember seeing him just like straight Slip. bust his ass there yeah. on that grass, man, and it just mm. yeah. I know it's the worst, and I mean, there's there's so little you can do about that as a kicker, especially you know when it's that bad, and and maybe you're not prepared for it, you know, whether cleat wise, but yeah. So they got to they got to figure out that situation if you know, if they're going to utilize the Vegas Vipers moving forward, which who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? We're all just waiting at this point. Right. You and I, and then everyone else. So yep, yeah, there's, yep. there's shows on right now as we speak that are just speculating it up. And then yeah. honestly, I don't want to do that. I, I don't yeah. feel it's valuable. Cause that's all you can do. Cause there is not, not much out there. No, sir. There's not. That's why, I mean, it's a, it's like we know you. If you don't wind up in the NFL or get a better offer somewhere, we'll see you again. Yeah, I mean, there's, I'll, no I'll yeah <laughs> there's, there's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind. My thing is, is if, if somebody needs you, I know they're going to call you. Yep. Is, you still have a – are you still friends with Pat McAfee? I know that was kind of – back in the day, he had mentioned something about you. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, I mean, like I said, I, I had a, this past training camp, I had a couple workouts uh, and he had, you know, talked about me briefly throughout the preseason. So, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's a supporter of mine. You know, Good he's a, a major reason why I got into the NFL. And uh, so, yeah, extremely thankful for every bit of every ounce of support he's ever, ever given me. So it's cool to have a guy like him on my side. That's only going to benefit me, you know, so very thankful for him. Yeah, back in like 2020, he wasn't as big as what he is now. Now he's it's on another level. I, I think it was two days ago I saw. I, I mean, he was talking briefly. They went from like being valued at like two, it was like two to four million dollars to five hundred million. I mean, half a billion dollar company now, you know. And it's yeah, I mean, it's crazy because now he's you know the show they do live, which I'm a big fan of. Um, it's now on ESPN every day, so you're at the local gym or or a restaurant, you know, you're yep. seeing Pat McAfee on the TV, which is not something everybody's used to. So, so good for him. I mean, he works his ass off and and those guys over there are, are awesome. So. Yes, sir. Had to ask. So just, yeah, I, yeah. I remember back in the day hearing, hearing him mention you and I don't know, man, having you go on my show, I, I gotta just, I gotta ask. I yeah, no, to. no, he's, he was awesome and is awesome. So shout out to him for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, what do you think are some qualities needed to be a successful professional kicker? So, I mean, I know we can be a kicker, but what, what do you think? Something that, I mean, you have to yeah. have. I mean, kind of just like any professional athlete. I mean, I, I mean, at least from my perspective, I mean, you have to love it. I mean, you have to love, you know, not only the game on Sundays and, and, and winning, but you have to love, you know, the process, the, the grind, you know, the daily ins and outs, um, you know, you have to have passion for it. You know, you have to be talented. You know, I mean, you have to be, you know, I feel like I'm a pretty competitive person. So, I mean, a competitor, you know, you have to, you know, you have to work your ass off, you know, even when times aren't, aren't looking good, you know, you got to stay focused. So, so, I mean, there's all kind of traits that can really play into, you know, the success of a guy who's, who's really trying to make it to that, to that level Cause it's elite, you know, those guys at that level, you know, whether it's kicker, punter, quarterback, receiver, I mean, those guys on the football field on, on Sundays or something else. So, you know, they're all there for a reason. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're getting paid the big bucks, you know, cause they're very good at what they do. So. Yep. Yep. And there's more coming. There's always more. Yeah. Better athletes I, coming up the next, guys year, the next for year. That spot, you know, yep. I'm one of them, so <laughs> you'll get there, bro. Yep. Uh, what? Tell me, what's the the best career memory you have? I mean, what? I know you've mentioned a lot just on the show so far. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think much compares, you know, to the recent memory of uh, you know, the XFL championship game, having my uh, my wife, my uh, at the time, maybe six month old son Palmer you know, having them in the stands uh, and then, you know, obviously getting that championship and then doing snow angels with, <laughs> with, with my little guy was, I mean, can't ask you better than that, you know? So it was, that was cool. Um, and again, so thankful for that beyond blessed for that opportunity and, and, and having their love and support is, is a reason why I'm here today. So without them, I wouldn't be anywhere. Very humble, my friend. That's a good way to be beautiful family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was cool. A lot, lots of happy emotions going through right there. 
Yeah, I was walking around, sad it was over <laughs> myself. Right. <laughs> no one expected us to take that one. I mean, that was the more difficult game, that one in Houston, you know? At least I think. I mean, getting past them was tough. Yeah, that was uh, – me being a Houston fan too, you guys took it though. And you you had momentum and you didn't really let off the gas. From the get-go, yep. Yep. We started fast. I seen the one with the, the Angels. I don't know where – that's the one it, I was trying to pull up, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it may be buried now. Who knows? But, yeah, that was cool. And, and just having them on the field. I mean, I had my I had my whole family there. I mean, my brothers um, had, my, you know, my parents there, you know, a few friends sprinkled in. It was it was great. I mean, there's no better feeling than, than winning, you know, winning the championship, especially as an underdog. So, yeah. Well, I'd say I'd say that's 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 the coolest memory so far. From that experience, I mean, did any other opportunities arise, whether it be, I mean, like sponsors or, or different anything that you came came with that? I mean, not really. Honestly, I, I, you know, personally, I, I thought, you know, maybe a little bit more would have came. But I was kind of speaking on that the other day saying, you know, the XFL, we won the championship. I mean, 48 hours later, we were gone and. You know, and, and it's almost like just right back to, you know, right back to the regularly scheduled program of free agent life. And it's like, yep. but uh, I mean, you know, I, I've been able to enjoy it, you know, with with friends and with family and and just, you know, every now and then reminiscing on those moments and looking back at the film and watching the game and and staying in touch with some teammates and coaches. So so it's been fun reaping, you know, just reaping the joy of of that success. So the and it's following. Like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was saying it was, you know, and it's led to, you know, a couple NFL workouts recently, like I'd mentioned, and hopefully, you know, hopefully some more in the near future. I was just saying, following that game, <clears throat> I remember like all you guys, and I'm, not you specifically, but the Arlington Renegades were just out and about in San Antonio. I mean, everywhere yeah. I went, I was seeing players, and I, I didn't want to be a fanboy. And hey, nice to meet you. So I didn't say anything, but yeah. Every- we had- we had a good time after everyone. I mean, I've seen so many people out that, that, that next day. And then we left the following day. So yeah. yeah Cause it was mother's day. I think the following day. Uh, so yeah, I mean, my family and I, we were all about, you know, all out and about the town and uh, my wife and I were able to explore that next Monday too. And then we kind of headed back home Tuesday, but it was a good weekend. Like I said, one, one of the coolest memories ever. So. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I, even for me, as coming in, that it was a great experience on my yeah. end, just watching. Yep. Yeah, they did a good job, man. Thankful for The Rock, thankful for Danny Garcia, Coach Stoops, you know, the whole organization. You know, it was – they put on a good show, and uh, and it was good. It was great to be on, on, the, on the winning side of that. So, like I said, it was a good weekend, good moment. I hope you get to relive that soon, very soon. Right. 2024 would be awesome, but we yeah, know it's going to be a little different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Yes, we will see. Something's got to come of it, no matter what happens. We know something's yeah. happening. Oh yeah. Tell me, describe a time you had to overcome adversity on the field. So anytime. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Um. Well, I mean, I guess you know the, the obvious would be that time in Denver. Uh, you know, given that NFL opportunity. Um, and then missing, you know, a couple extra points, missing, a, you know, my first 
it was like the first two minutes of the game. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm rushing out there for a field goal, 51 yards, you know, and in my head, I mean, I'm as confident as ever thinking, even with the wind, it's like, I'm, I'm making this, you know, but, I, you know, things didn't go my way. So, you know, leaving that game, you know, was something that, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, seeing, you know, seeing even where I'm at now, that, that, that's really been my only chance. And whether that's, you know, whether that's hindered me at all, um, who knows, but, you know, learning from that has, has, has been invaluable, uh, you know, both on and off the field, you know, just showing the gratitude for even that opportunity, but then, you know, really kicking it in the gear of the motivation of, Hey, I belong in this league. I can play in this league. You know, I'm getting back to this league. So it's, uh, so it's certainly propelled me to, to where I'm at, at this very moment, which is ready to play in the NFL game, you know, in four or five days if I have to. So. Well, let's jump right into that then. I mean, what your future plans as of right now? I mean, just kind of tell us what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I'm out here, you know, I'm in California um, training, you know, training every single day, um, trying to trying to make sure when that phone rings that that I'm as ready as can be, you know, as, as a life of a free agent kicker. I mean, there's no backup. So it's kind of like you'll get that call on a Sunday evening or a Monday morning saying, hey, we're flying you we're flying you here tonight, kicking tomorrow morning, best man gets the job. And then there it is four days later, you're playing, you know, you're playing in front of 80,000 people on sure. NFL Sunday. So it, it happens in the blink of an eye. So, so for me, it's just all, it, it's, it's staying ready. I mean, I know that sounds so cliche, but it's literally trusting God's plan. I'm a, I'm a big believer and and he's got, he's got it mapped out and, and I'm going to continue to have faith and believe in that and, and just let the chips fall where they fall. So, but I'm as ready as it could, I'm as ready as I could be. So that's, that's priority number one right now. And, and just making sure that phone's charged. <laughs> yes, sir. Makes sense. Yeah. We, you don't right. want them to have to go through LinkedIn again, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't be messing that up at all. So. <laughs> Hell, I think you got to pay for LinkedIn to even message. Now you can't even do that for free. Right. Anymore. It's crazy. I had a fan question. Well, he's not really a fan, it's editor in chief. He, one of the assistants for the the show. He said, "Do you like the XFL kickoff rules?" That's from Mike G. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I'm a fan of it. Uh, I like. I mean, I kind of. I enjoy the fact that it encourages the returns. Um, although as a kicker, I do like blasting the ball through the end zone. But it is nice that you know there is some strategy into. You know, there's a 95% chance that team's going to run the ball back. You know, so whether we go, you know, pick a direction um, or go down the middle, um, I do. I, I'm a fan of the kickoff rule. So we'll, we'll we'll see if any of the other leagues adopt it, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I know there's a lot of talk amongst the NFL, but a lot of diehard kickoff return fans also that I don't think are going to let that go that easy. Right. I mean, you can't eliminate it. There's, you know, so it's, I mean, the NFL already did the fair catch thing, which is absolute bogus, but it is what it is, you know? <laughs> You're right. It is what it is. Yeah. I'll try not to speak too much on the NFL here unless I have to. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah. Let's stick to topic. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, I, that's basically all the questions I have for you, except for, 
What do you think of the merger? What's some of your thoughts on this as a, a player and still current player that who's basically awaiting the season? Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I think in theory, it's an awesome thing. I think the fact that it's happening is is awesome for spring football in general. Um, I didn't see it happening this fast. I think that's more of a surprise to many. Um, but, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of big brains behind it. You know, hopefully they can get this right because I think that's the ultimate thing is, I mean, this is going to be try number who knows. So hopefully with these two leagues that have proven success, you know, let them come together, you know, take the pros and cons from both, you know, bounce ideas off one another, you know, compromise with differences, figure out the rules and, and bring, I mean, if you combine the best talents from both of these leagues, I mean, you're going to get something special. So I think it's, I think it's great moving forward, but I hope they certainly figure it out soon. Hope they don't, you know, maybe rush it too much. Although I feel like that's already too late, but but I think it's a great idea moving forward, you know, especially years to come to, you know, sustain spring football for what it is. Good deal. Yeah. I mean, it, it's opportunity for you and many others. So yeah, it's huge. You can't, you can't not support it. I mean, I yeah. guess unless you lose your job or you lose your team, you know, right, there's, not, right. there's not too many negatives yeah. to, to the merge except those two things really. Yep. I mean, look at the Cowboys kicker, Brandon Aubrey, you know, shout out USFL. I mean, number one kicker of the NFL right now, leading yep. the NFL in points. I think he's a perfect 16 of 16. So so hopefully, you know, guys like him and and Turpin and a handful of others, you know, that just shows these these teams that, that hey, there are guys in this league that can play and not only play, but can excel at this NFL level. So so much props, you know, to all those guys. And, and hopefully that can put some more eyes you know, guys like myself and, you know, a handful of others that I think can, you know, very much play, you know, in the National Football League. Yeah, I think once you get your opportunity again, man, you'll you'll be where you need to be. It feels yeah. like, uh, like I said, I watched some of your videos before the show and, dude, I mean, you are ripped right now. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I'm, I'm just, they're like, dang, he's a kicker? My yeah. God. I've been working at this for <laughs> – Shit, I've, I've been in, in the weight room for 20 years now since I was literally 14. So, I mean, I'm I, I, it's a product of a lot of time, a lot of dedication and, and hard work, man. So I appreciate appreciate the support and, and the love. So. So, yeah, that's what it takes, man. You got to work. It, not, nothing's handed. Nothing's been handed to me. So, I mean, I got to I got to go out there and go that extra mile and, and, and kind of, you know, play with that chip on my shoulder and do whatever it takes. So. So I'm trying to do my best, man, one day at a time. Keep doing great things, dude. And I yeah. mean, you're you're a role model for many of guys that I mean are, are wanting to be in the same position you're in right now. Because I've spoke with many. I spoke with many guys that that they're kind of stuck in the AFL or the arena leagues. They're trying to work their way out of it. They've got skill. They've got potential, but it's just getting that opportunity. Yep, that's so. what it's about. It's at, at this level. It's it is. I've been thankful for some. I, I wish I could have got, I wish I could get more, obviously, like everybody. But when that opportunity comes, you got to be ready. Yes, sir. I appreciate you taking the time tonight to meet with us, Taylor. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Yep. You're welcome. Come back anytime. Hopefully, next season, uh, we'll meet up somewhere, chop it up, and, yep. and just, you know, see how you're doing, dude. Cause like I said, unless you're gone somewhere better, I'm sure I'll see you on the next step. 
of this yep. spring football world we got going. Yep. Wherever we're headed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're not going to China. I know that. <laughs> not going there. So well, thank you again, man. And um, I'll have your socials everywhere, like in the notes, and they've been going throughout the show, um, also down at the bottom of the screen. Cool. Is it anything like anywhere that you want people to check you out on that I haven't highlighted on YouTube or Twitter? Man, I mean, nah, just I appreciate everyone out there, everybody's support, everybody's love. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I'll be on it. I'm, you know, I'm somewhat active on Instagram, Twitter here and there, and, you know, YouTube here and there, just, just trying to put out content, you know, whether they look or not, just let these people know that, Hey, I'm still, I'm still smashing. So um, I appreciate every single person's, you know, support for me from day one of my journey until, until this journey ends, whenever that may be. So, so thank you, you know, for that. Okay. Keep doing your thing, man. We hear you. And you're one of the most known names I'd say out of this whole XFL experience, 2.0, 3.0, there's a few, there's a handful that everybody knows is part of it. And then you're one. So once <laughs> again, man, that, man. Yeah, it's the truth, dude. I mean, even if I wasn't a, a Battlehawks fan and, and originally there would have been a, no way that I could have avoided hearing about you uh, doing your right. thing. So keep it up, bro. And, and we'll thank see you. you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Well, yeah. Cheers to everybody, man. And we'll see what's next. Yes, sir. Thanks again, Taylor. Good luck. All right. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Appreciate that. Taylor, awesome guest. Check him out next year, next season. You know he's going somewhere, y'all. Uh, before he hops, or before I hop off, I'm sorry. I just wanted to present a couple news pieces. Nothing major. I mean, I guess it is major, but everyone's already reported on it. We're already talking about it. it it's, there's a lot going already with these things. Uh, we had some merger updates. <clears throat> We had some copywriting go on as well as some people leave their positions or positions get cut. Not really sure which one that is, but anywho, let's start with the departures. Uh, Mark Ross, he has departed from the XFL. Um, this was reported a couple nights ago from James Larson via Twitter. Uh, and uh, Mark was the executive VP of football operations. He had just recently released a, a podcast, kind of like what, what I do here with uh, Daniel Whalen. And, and I mean, a few days later, he was gone. So it was kind of unexpected, in my opinion. Being in the position I am, I know that, and I'm sure the fans, you guys know as well, these mer the mergers, the merger of these two leagues is going to make people lose their jobs. Let's just be frank about it. People aren't going to be in the same positions they were depending on how this is set up infrastructure wise. So some people aren't going to like management. Some people aren't going to accept pay changes or whatever. I mean, this is going to happen. These things are expected, but I really didn't expect it to happen so fast. It's kind of worrisome that you see people jumping ship right now before the official merger has been agreed upon as we know it, we're still waiting for the department of justice to agree on these terms for this merger and we as fans have no idea what that includes we have clues we have hints we have speculation but we truly do not know what this entails <clears throat> going from that i want to say we did have those departures there was a couple other departures let me pull up an article i got from xfl board 
So in addition, uh, the Arlington Renegades Director of Communications and Media Relations, Matt Million, announced his departure. And then Travis Watkins, who was the Houston Roughnecks Director of Sales and Experience, and Ellie Pardee, uh, the Houston Roughnecks Director of Sponsorship Sales. So that's just a few positions that have left. I mean, those could be unrelated, could be not. With Mark Ross rolling out, it, it definitely seems related. So, I mean, I don't think it's anything we didn't expect. It's just unfortunate it's happened so fast. And, and we're not really given any more insight of what's going on. Obviously, it's merger related. <clears throat> Secondly, XFL LLC has officially trademarked the UFL, United Football League. So with that trademark, they trademarked many different things for the actual United Football League. What's confusing about this is, and this is from uh, Newsroom. What's confusing to me about this is we have already filed different things. The USFL has already filed different different names. Um, National Spring Football League was the one we heard on September 27th. And they basically did the same thing with that name. They copyrighted a bunch of different different clothing, broadcasting, whatever, whatever to cover that span of that subject. So we looked this next rumor merger or rumor from the merger uh, was the United Football League. Now, I mean, I feel like this is a backup plan. Truly, I don't know. I mean, at this point, it, we're just all guessing. What to me, it's just weird that we would file for the National Spring Football League, and then we would come over and file for the United Football League. Is this just trying to set up backup plans? Is this part of the actual plan? Are we going to get different leagues, different conferences, different setups? Nobody knows. It's all in there. But, I mean, I'll try my best here on my show to not just sit and talk about this all the time. It gets redundant. If you want to see some some actual people talk about it, look at where the articles came from originally. Before everyone gets their hands on it and goes crazy, check out the source. So what I did was I'll include the source that I found was the best. And it, it was from Gerben IP, which is Josh Gerben. He writes, he's, he's a lawyer. And it's just a basic insert about what these trademarks are. And then it gives you the codes that you can click. So let's so see right here. We can click and look. So right here, this one's for betting services. So anyway. Guys at home, if you're watching, listening during, after this recording, whatever, do your own research. Don't listen to someone else. Do some research on your own. Yes, this information is relevant, but it does not mean the name's going to be United Football League. But we don't know if the name's going to be National Spring Football League. That's just all things that they're copywriting. I mean, we you can copyright anything if you want, honestly. It, it, it costs money, but you can do it if you'd like. So... I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. I just wanted to present it here while we got time. I didn't want to have Taylor have to sit through that either because, I mean, he, he's a potential player. He's he's actually someone that's in the league. I'm sure he doesn't want to sit here and worry about what's happening and what the name's going to be. We know there's a merger incoming. Whether it happens this next year or the following year, we know it's coming. 
our hope as fans, media, people that love the league is that they do this correctly. They don't skip corners. They don't rush it. Uh, it, There's a lot of different things. A lot of XFL fans right now are disappointed hearing about hubs. But once again, we haven't heard anything factual, so we don't know what's going on yet. So XFL fans, just chill. Just wait. We're playing the waiting game right now. We don't really know. We'll see what happens. Each week, it seems like something drops and we get more information. And and that's what we go with. But I'll tell you, like I said from the get-go, my show, this show, will continue doing what we're doing now. And that's just showcasing different people, different things, talking about alternative football, XFL. And heck, man, I'd love to have some more USFL guys on or, or, or different capacities of guests on just to give more insight into that league being an xfl fan i didn't watch usfl as much as i wanted to i mean i just i couldn't i, I had too much going but now it, it, it's real important i think that we all kind of sync together and work together to get this thing off the ground <clears throat> regardless i just want to say guys at home don't rush this thing don't worry see what happens let the cards play we at home have no control over what's going on. You can do petitions. You can make videos on, on YouTube. You can do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, it's these guys with the money. It's these big brains with the cash and, and the books that are actually cashing checks and making things happen. So we'll see what it is. Uh, that's about it for me. I didn't want to keep you long on that. Honestly, I don't like to just sit in speculation, like I said. So I... I didn't want to get far into that. I just kind of wanted to show you guys the information I had and, and let you decide. Like I said, I'll post those into the show notes afterwards, and then you can check it out yourself. Uh, big thanks for Taylor uh, once again for coming on. Thank you so much. Appreciate that guest spot. Awesome interview. Uh, tomorrow, I'll have Rig Rocker on. Super fan from Houston. So we'll see what he's got to say. Should be a good interview. Friday, I have Brett Tierce on. Brett is, uh, he, he is the creator and admin of one of the largest spring football Facebook Facebook groups that, that's around. So I think their group has around 20,000 people or total in it, but it covers everything from USFL to XFL to CFL. I mean, it, people post about whatever in there other than NFL. So we'll have him on. He started a show recently uh, with Daddy Ed from uh Beehawk live so i'm going to talk to them more talk to him more and just kind of pick his ear and see what he's got to say regarding everything been trying to get him on for a while now back when i started this thing it most of it was through the facebook groups most of it was through posting and, and posting a lot and this kind of evolved into this baby it is now but cool to get him on and pick his ear a little bit and see what he's about so look forward to that friday <clears throat> um the following week We'll have Alan Alford come on and then Arlington, a train lane. He'll be on Friday. So anyway, the schedule's updated and it's fresh, ready to roll. Check it out. Uh, as always, I appreciate you guys that are listening or have listened after the fact. Love it. Live it. Do it. We're going to make it through this crazy alternative football world one day at a time. <laughs> I don't know how, but we are. Uh, anyway, thank you, XFL, for letting me cover the league. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, XFL board, for uh, just working with me, kind of partnering up, being a being a good partner and role model in, in this whole thing. <clears throat> Check out XFL board for some discussions. It's discussion boards that 
you can find some good info and have some great conversations. So check them out. I think that's all I got. Yep. So I'll be back tomorrow night, Rig Rocker. Then the following, I'll be back Friday this week for another show. Same time, 7.30 p.m. Central, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Oh, tired. Anyway, guys, it's been real. I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Come back tomorrow. Bring some questions. Bring some interactivity. Bring some something. (laughs) I got to get off here. Until next time, guys, have a good one. Much respect. See ya.